The Dynasty League podcast is brought to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Head over to MyBookie.ag or DinesPressBox.com and click on any of the banners that'll take you right to their website with pre-populated promo codes so you can take advantage of some of the friendliest lines across the internet. They've got all sorts of stuff constantly going on, not just football-wise, but all major sports, UFC events, golf, tennis, whatever you want. They've got you covered. Use the promo code DYNESPORTS, D-Y-N-E-S, sports with an S at the end of it. There's no spaces in between. DYNESPORTS, all one word, so they know who sent you. Must be 18 years of age or older. Please gamble responsibly. Back for another week on the Dynasty League podcast with my co-host, Craig Anich. Uh, hey, Josh Gordon. <coughs> and Eric Law. <laughs> I should start off by saying at the top of the show here, guys, we have received our first anonymous complaint about our podcast. Oh, <laughs> go on. The, 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 the anonymous complaint has cited that with malice of forethought, we, when, when discussing the prize for Kyle's winnings last week, the types of beer, the types of beer were not fairly and accurately represented in the choices. So with that in mind, Kyle, have you considered Bud Light? Bud Light with a cool, crisp finish made with hops and, of course, delicious alcohol. <laughs> made alcohol. What is going on here? forgot about the water. We, we had an anonymous complaint saying that the beer choices were not fairly represented. In, in, I already in know who the complaint the is from. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to have him be like Voldemort here, and it's going to be he sh- who shall not be named. So. <laughs> Just okay. saying. That's all. That's is what the... Complainy has cited. Bud Light can go to hell. Complainer. Well, I'll tell you what. If the good people at Labatt, Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, whatever you want to call them there, they would like to toss us a sponsorship. I'll they drink it better. all day. Well, Craig, you already mentioned them in your intro. Breaking news oh, yeah. today. How do you feel about <laughs> your boy, Flash Gordon, becoming a chief? Oh, I mean, like, I'm just... You know, I'm just watching like 2012, 2013 highlights, you know, and just, I see no reason why it won't be the same. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, there's nothing to worry about with that signing whatsoever. I don't know. It's, you know, it's probably good timing. It's going to be a nice morale boost for the team, losing two games for the first time in like two years. Andy Reid going to the hospital after, just messy. Morale's low. Get Josh Gordon in here, get an extra target for Patrick. Someone who can hopefully catch the ball and not fumble it, you know. That kind of thing. There you go. Wonder if they stopped at Wendy's on the way to the hospital there. Get get him his post game meal. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have any hope whatsoever that Josh Gordon will actually be fantasy relevant in Kansas City, or do you think he's just a depth piece? This is going to be counterintuitive, but it, it could almost be he could be a solid pickup. I think once he's playing for a team have good defenses, where they are able to kind of contain Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey because then you're going to have those one-on-one matches for Gordon to win. And Mahomes likes throwing the ball up. He's a big dude. He's got sure hands. He's still in good shape. Like, I mean, he's only 30. He hasn't been physically through a lot. That would be the kind of thing. I, I would be one of those things to just hold on to him maybe. Who do you think finishes with more fantasy points between now and the end of the season? Him or Nicole Hardman? That's tough because he's on the practice squad right now. Yeah. Uh, going to have another couple extra games on when they're both in i can so let's say from see. week six onwards then so we'll give him two weeks to get up to speed i could i could see it happening if you know he doesn't relapse that that would be the one thing right i mean it's this is like his sixth seventh 
chance here. At least weed is legal now in the NFL. <laughs> so as long as he sticks to that, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm hopeful. All right. Switching gears a little bit here. Justin Tucker, kicker appreciation moment. Very rarely do we talk about kickers in fantasy or in real life football unless they do something really stupid. In this case, for all the right reasons. Eric, your boy, Gus hmm. Johnson, had a few good calls this weekend. There. Oh, did he ever. What? <laughs> he always, has, he always has great calls. What's not? But uh, <laughs> I know what you're getting at here, so I'll let you one of them, obviously, the Jacksonville kickoff, but he also weighed in on the Justin Tucker kick as well, too. Which one was your favorite that you heard? Uh, I liked the uh, anything, any chance you get to see Gus Johnson do a nice play call live as it's happening, I think is better. So I'll, I'll although my, my favorite moment out of the two, I think, was the Justin Tucker field goal. Uh, I prefer watching Gus Johnson's take on the live version, which was the Jaguars' uh, return for the touchdown on the, on the missed field goal. Justin Tucker single-handedly saving thousands of people in their survivor pools around <laughs> the country. I was, so, so when they lined up for a 66-yard field goal, I was like, terrific. More people out of my survivor pool because I had my picks locked up and good to go on to next week at that point. And then he does that, and I was, I was even mad. It's impressed, as some would say. In a whole wheel of cheese and pooped in the refrigerator. It was it was it was fun to watch. It was just and it was the, the way it hit something about the way it hit the crossbar and then slowly went up into the netting was just very satisfying. It was beautiful to watch. You got like, to see Detroit Lions fans' hearts break twice <laughs> in real time. I couldn't believe it. Uh, but it goes to show what I was saying, I believe it was last week, that I don't think the lions are as bad of a team as as people were thinking they're not gonna i don't think they're gonna be great but they were in that game and they they really should have won that game but my god what a kick yeah they're, they're gonna be the feistiest 14 loss team in the nfl this year let's put it that yeah. way <laughs> now was the clock to zero yes it was that's and that's, I want to know and, the, and, that's and, and that's something i noticed before, as the play happened i kind of thought oh that's a little uh a little generous yeah. <laughs> i want to see i want to see on the, a, on on the lack of the flag but yeah that's true also we need you know we still don't know of course lions fans probably are saying that it was absolutely synced up with the play clock on the field yeah we, we've yet to find out if if they were truly synced up if there was a, a difference who knows still great kick great moment i loved it well while we're on the topic of kickers here there's essentially two trains of thought either you just pick whatever kicker is off the scrap heap on the waiver wire that is playing against an absolute garbage team that you think that kicker is going to be kicking lots of field goals lots of extra points and that's who you stream that week or you hold on to a kicker throughout the year how many kickers do you think are actually worth holding on to for the entirety of the year if you were to go through the entire list of the NFL? Um, I know three off the top of my head that are absolute. There's probably two more out there that I would that I would pick. Justin Tucker is always one of them, simply because he just never misses. He's almost like a he's like almost a guaranteed ten point nine ten points a game. He did. Miss um, yeah, he did, but he, he rarely misses. He rarely misses, and, you know, he's he's so accurate. So there's him. Just because of the high-powered offense, Harrison Butker is always someone that I pick up and keep the whole year. And 
another kicker that that's really coming around that I picked up in many of my leagues because I hoped he would be that type of kicker that I can hold on to most years. Matt Gay is putting up a good, consistent 10 points each week so far. So he'd be another one because the Rams offense looks good. Yeah. I had those three and I had one more at, at our boy Bass up in Buffalo, just because I think mm. they are going to be yep. a high powered offense. And as the colder weather comes, maybe some of those touchdowns turn into field goal attempts or something like that. But he is definitely someone that they're very high on. And outside of those four, I would probably stream them. Greg, do you have anyone else to add to that? Or is that pretty much it for you as well? Uh McManus is usually a, anyone that has a, any Denver kicker if they're accurate is usually a not bad one just because of the extra length they're willing to go for some of those kicks with the thin air. One strategy that I might look at doing just because my kicker's not going so great right now is I might actually look at teams that are towards the bottom of red zone touchdown percentages. Mm, so you're going with anti-efficient offense there. <laughs> anti-efficient in the red zone, right? Mm. Like once they can move the ball onto the other side of the field, but maybe they struggle at the 20. So at least you're getting three points at least kind of thing. Just off the top here. I mean, it's kind of hit or miss, but like New England's the worst right now, 25%. Their kicker has also got the fourth most points. So the Las Vegas Raiders are scoring a touchdown on 53% basically of their red zone drives. Carlson's at 41 points way out in first for most points in the kicker right now. And he's, Possibly available. Just as Eric Long predicted yes. prior to the season, that high-powered Raiders offense, ladies and gentlemen. But again, they're in the bottom third of red zone touchdown percentage. So maybe that's a, if you're going to be streaming, you don't have that kicker, maybe that's an option to look at. Regression to the mean. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, like you just said, we're in a 14-man league and he is currently a free agent, so... Who knows? Maybe after this podcast, people will go out and pick him up, but probably available in quite a few leagues because he's not exactly a uh, sexy name coming into the season. You already mentioned Matt Gay and that high-powered Rams offense. Eric, the Rams obviously just bested Tom Brady and the undefeated Tampa Bay Buccaneers, defending Super Bowl champions. Number one, that doesn't bode well for the Patriots because Brady doesn't take losing very well, so... He's already going to ramp up next week's revenge game to a whole new level. But sticking with the NFC here, after that win, for them to move 3-0, and is there anyone in the NFC that if you had to bet right now that would win the Super Bowl this year, or at least make the Super Bowl from the NFC, are the Rams not your number one choice? It's tough. I mean, I'd, I still might go with the Bucks. Just because they're so good and, you know, Brady's that good as, as far as carrying a winning team through the playoffs. But, I mean, the Rams look good. I mean, their offense looks amazing. Cooper Cup is just – the guy is always open. It's like 7-11, always open. You know, obviously adding Matt Stafford is bringing them up another level. And then with that defense that I was – lukewarm as the top defense on – they're good. They 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 and you know they they create pressure. They have um, you know good coverage and I don't know. You know I I I think that that would be a good NFC championship. Those two teams, if the Cardinals don't yeah. end up playing well. Are we getting to the Eric eats his word segment early today? We're already. <laughs> well, I think we already we already covered that last week. 
Oh, so you've got a new topic for us that you're going to walk back. No, we already, we already, I'm like, I already ate my words on the Rams defense last week. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I mean. You've got a new topic you're going to walk back for us this week then. Uh, Maybe. I might. Oh, Eric's going on an adventure here. So we'll see what snacks he's going to come back with. But I can still hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, what about you? Anything in the NFC you like more than the Rams right now? I like more than the Rams right now. No, and I, I think that just the biggest difference maker is probably just having Stafford. Mm-hmm. Like, holy, like he just looks fresh. And the fact that he already has such a good rapport with Cooper Cup, like if he can develop chemistry with some of those other guys. Now that being said, like Eric was saying with the NFC Championship, I mean it is so tough to beat Tom Brady twice in one year, let alone in a playoff game. Home field is going to be huge there. And that could be tricky for the Rams because they are in a tough division. I want I want to see the Rams and the Cardinals. I want to see how the Rams defense handles Kyler Murray because teams always try to build to win in division. So yeah. that could be the one caveat. Maybe the Cardinals could just with the speed mess with the Rams a bit. But I mean, they're just the Rams are stacked everywhere. Yeah, well, that's just too good, game, right? The NFC West is an absolute buzzsaw. I mean, anyone who watched last night's game between the Niners and the Packers, like the Niners are a legit playoff team. If they just turn the ball over to Trey Lance, because Jimmy Garoppolo is making some very questionable decisions <laughs> back there right now. Yeah, but he, he was also making some good plays, sure. But I mean, was Trey Lance really the better option right now? Or do you think maybe putting him in now and giving him the experience throughout the season will then turn him into a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo come playoff time that's another question I'd rather him get some reps right now if he's gonna have some bumps in the road let it be during the regular season rather than towards the end of the year and you're fighting for either home field advantage or seeding or even possibly a playoff spot if things really get off the rails but I mean I was talking to some Niners fans after that game and yeah there were a lot of completions but if you actually watched it like there were a lot of just blind heaves into traffic that his receivers had to come to the ball and really bail him out of it to make those receptions so I don't know how masterful a performance it was even if you do look at the stats a lot of those could have easily either been picked off or you know batted down or sailed over someone's head like there was a lot of weirdness to his delivery let's put it that way I'm not betting on Jimmy Garoppolo staying the starting quarterback for the entire season for sure yeah but he's good he's serviceable I thought he played well enough but okay I know the whole you know new is always better is always going to be in the back of everyone's mind and I think to Kyle's point what he's kind of getting at is I mean we just went over a couple powerhouse teams if San Francisco thinks they have a shot to win this year do you think they're going to be winning it with Garoppolo or maybe they slowly bring Lance along and then get him some games maybe after even the bye week and see we've, what happens with that. We've all seen if your defense is good enough, if Trent Dilfer and Rex Grossman okay. can go to the Super Bowl, then it's possible with Jimmy G. Okay. But again, the defenses that are in that conference, the Rams and the Bucks, and they have elite quarterbacks. There's no way. Yeah, I'd, I'd pick those two teams over them, but yeah. Just, just Trey Lance in the playoffs. I don't know. It's just a lot of, a lot just, of questions. I'm just saying, if they, unless they think they can really, like, honestly win with Garoppolo, I say you get Lance some games this year. I mean, it, it's worked so far. And, I mean, they, they lost yesterday. By win, sorry, I mean a championship this year. That's what I got gotcha. you. 
Okay. Well, they've also had uh, not exactly the hardest schedule out of the gate, and they've certainly made games out of it against you know the Detroit Lions of all teams. So it's like, you know, at what point do you just take the bubble wrap off Trey Lance and see how far he can go? I mean, he at least brings an X factor that Garoppolo doesn't in the sense that he keeps defenses honest with the threat that he can run at any time. He's probably got a stronger arm, maybe not a more accurate arm than Garoppolo at this point. So he's going to have some turnovers and interceptions for sure. But I mean, I've been very impressed out of the small sample size that we've seen and I think a lot of Niners fans at this point have lived the Jimmy G experience and are kind of over it. They, they, they want to see what the uh, Ferrari of Trey Lance and why they decided to go out and draft him so highly in last year's draft. Let's take him out onto the highway and see how far she can go. Yeah. I mean, in the meantime, I think what they'll do too is, I mean, you kind of saw a bit of it last night. I mean, he's just going to, I think they'll just slowly start getting Trey Lance some red zone looks in those packages and see how he does down there. If all goes well, game prep, I think they will. But they're not going to force it, though. I don't think they want to force it and just kind of say, kind of like what Miami did, where it's like, okay, Tua, now you're in, no matter what. Like, I think they will make sure that he's ready. But Maybe uh, maybe if they get Trey Lance to start, he can break the cycle of struggling rookie quarterbacks for the year, which is, <laughs> I know, it's a, t- a topic we'll be touching on later in the segment, too. Well, time will tell, but uh, if anything is an indication of if you have a – struggling fantasy quarterback eh, maybe stash trey lance on your bench if you've got a deep bench and see when he makes his debut because at least you know he's got a got some weapons on offense when he does get his moment to shine so you can certainly do worse than him when he does get the uh, keys to the kingdom turned over to him mm-hmm. we have elite players though let's get to a couple injuries that are going to have some fantasy effects so christian mccaffrey Obviously went out Thursday night with a hamstring. He's going to be possibly missing multiple weeks here. Dalvin Cook missed this week with a <clears throat> injury. And, and just- my friends, this is why I have always said, even if you draft a very, very elite handcuff without the primary running back, neither a bad idea. Yeah. And adding in just today, A.J. Brown is now considered week to week mm. with a hamstring injury. So it doesn't sound like he will be suiting up this weekend. Possibly could be missing some time as well, too. So obviously we have Madison in Minnesota. Had himself a whale of a day in Cook's place. And then we have your all-team first name, Chuba Hubbard in Carolina, filled in for CMC. Eric, if you had to pick right now, let's say CMC and Cook, neither of them return in a, in a weird, bizarro universe. They're, they're both out for the season. Who do you like more long-term for this year? Hubbard or Madison? Madison. Larger sample size, and he's, he's shown many, many, many times that he can be a, a, a suitable starting running back in this league. Uh, gosh, so, so many times where he's been given the chance, he's done well, and... Chuba, can, he might be, you know, the best thing since sliced bread. But at this minute, at 8.27 p.m. on September the 27th, for those listening, not at this moment, I'm saying that Madison is what I'm going for. Wait, wait to cover your tracks. Craig, now that it has moved to 8.28 p.m. on Monday night, who would you prefer? Yeah, uh, I mean, I like both. I think right now, I just, I like how the Carolina 
offense is playing a little bit more. And we already saw last year how much is like, it's a little bit of a plug and play. You'll never be as good as McCaffrey, but we saw last year with Davis, how running back friendly that offense is. So I think, and especially if you can catch the ball, I, I think Chuba's, your Chuba, sorry, is going to just have a great year if McCaffrey's out long term. Yeah. I kind of agree with you there, Craig, just in the sense where Madison, uh, we, we've kind of seen this movie before. I think he's probably got a higher floor, but maybe not as high of a ceiling because you got to remember as well too, Madison is very familiar with that offense. So he was able to seamlessly step in and not really miss too much of a beat with that first team offense. Hubbard wasn't planning on getting into that game other than change of pace back. So it'll be really telling, I think, after this week, getting some of those first team reps, really practicing with that offense, you know, their game planning around him being the starter. We'll have a better feel for it after this week, but I kind of like the unknown of him too, just because it is more of a running back dependent offense because we saw on Thursday night, I mean, DJ Moore had himself a hell of a game, but Robbie Anderson, like what the hell happened to him this year? He's absolute ghost out there and they just traded away their tight end today. So I think he's probably going to get more looks, both not only through the running game, but also in checkdowns and screens and all of that as well, too. Yeah, but I think, you know, Sam Darnold is the guy who will – he's looking good. I like. I mean, he's not a superstar yet, but uh, I like the way he's, he's looked in, in, in Carolina. I think – I don't know. Do you, do you really think that he'll be a checkdown Charlie to Chuba? Uh, no, I don't think he'll be checked down all the time, but I think they'll still try to get him involved. They pass often and only have the ball go a couple yards kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. they have blockers set up properly for them. But, I mean, it's it's hard. To, it's not like I'm I'm trying to argue, say, like, Madison's no good. Because, like, honestly, I'd be happy with either one of these guys right now. But realistically, how long is Cook out for? I thought I thought he was a game-time decision. I know that McCaffrey is going to be a few weeks. But is Alvin Cook really going to be out longer than one game? He's questionable for this weekend as okay. of right now. So he, he was a game-time decision again. Who knows what percentage he's at or whether this will be one of those, you know, Will Fuller-esque injuries of continually game-time decision and scratch 15 minutes before kickoff every single week. But hopefully you can get back out there if you're a Dalvin Cook owner. I brought up A.J. Brown because this week's Ann Veal Award winner for coming out of absolutely nowhere, and I am going to absolutely butcher his name, but the man who replaced A.J. Brown in that game once he went down and the Tennessee Titans wide receiver, Nick Westbrook Ikine, or Ikine, <laughs> depending, <laughs> on, depending what, what emphasis you want to put on which syllable. But four for four, 53 yards and a touchdown all after A.J. Brown went out. Mm. So congratulations to Nick on the Anvil Award this week. Well done. I'm surprised that you didn't, that you didn't opt to your uh, Deshaun Jackson. Well, he's a known commodity. He might have okay, I wasn't, out of I, nowhere, but right, I mean, people right. know who Deshaun Jackson is. Right, right. I wasn't sure if that was a prerequisite or if that was the criteria, but fair enough, yes. I'm not even sure if the Tennessee Titans team store sells Nick Westbrook <laughs> jerseys in it. <laughs> too, many, too many letters. Yeah, doesn't fit on the back. You guys know where he went to college? Where's that, Eric? He went to the University of Indiana. Indiana University. Hey. He's a Hoosier. Your backyard. Your backyard. Yeah. In Bloomington, Indiana, two hours away from where I grew up. Good for him. Proud of the kid. 
All right, let's get to some business here. Both of you guys move on in the survivor pool for on show. Craig, you took the Titans to win. They took care of business against Eric's god-awful Colts. Eric, you took the Broncos, and they won in an absolute laugher against the Jets. So Eric had first pick, deferred to Craig last week. So does that mean Craig gets first pick because it's technically his week to pick first? Or because he deferred, Eric, are you going first this week? Um, it doesn't really matter because I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go the route that everyone's gonna go with this week and say the bills. I'll just let Craig do that because he's so basic. Um, and I, and I'm gonna, and, and I'm gonna go. I pick Nancy Titans? <laughs> I'll let, I'll let Craig go with the 17. No, 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 no. If I'm one. so basic, I'll let you have the rest of them here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with, I think it's almost. I don't know. What do you guys think? Maybe I'll get your take on this, but I'm going to go with the, the uh, Tom Brady in New England. But well, and, I'm and taking the Buccaneers, you can't take. Have I again? Oh, I didn't realize I took the Buccaneers. All right, let's go with the Bills. I'm taking it's the week Bills. Four, and you're already duplicating <laughs> picks here. What is this? <laughs> I generally thought I didn't take the. I did. I generally thought I didn't take the Buccaneers. My apologies. It's okay. I'm banking on Cal to remember my picks too. <laughs> <laughs> You took a week two against the Atlanta Falcons. Cool, I'll take the Bills. There goes Bills. <laughs> After that giant rant and <laughs> verbal assault on Craig being basic, he ends uh-huh. up taking the Bills anyway. So Craig, well, sometimes you got to sometimes you got sometimes you got to be basic, Craig. I don't believe. Typical. All right, well, I actually like the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so let's so let's talk about it. They're a five and a half point favorite. I understand they're on the road, but I mean like. Does New England really match up well with them at all? And Tom Brady, it's not like he hasn't played there before. It's his house. Yeah. Like, he might get more cheers than the Patriots do right now. Well, he's coming I mean, to the visitor tunnel for the first time in his life. Apparently, uh, Vegas odds makers are thinking that's drastically going to affect him. I guess. Well, I mean, whenever you're an away team, you know, the home team ha- does have a advantage swing in their favor relative to a neutral site but i mean i don't know maybe maybe we should be should we do a segment our lock of the week as far as spread bets but anyways it could be over the i I mean you said five and a half i see six and a half here oh i saw an opening line this morning maybe that's why maybe it shifted since because everyone was like well, Less than a touchdown. Talks about it. Our, our huge viewership has apparently just been hammering that line there. And so. Yeah, apparently. You've got no faith that Hoodie Bill has any tricks up his sleeves. You think they're going to take care of business there, Pipes? He might, but I mean, I think he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. He's a fine coach. and He'll one of the best coaches of all time. But we really know last year was the perfect litmus test, and so is this year, to know who was running that team in New England when Tom Brady was there, and it was him. Tom Brady, that is, not Bill Belichick. I mean, let's be real. They just don't have the horses to keep up. Like, the, like there's no – are you really expecting a ton of points from the New England Patriots offense against the Bucks defense? I'm not. No. Maybe maybe, maybe maybe the Bucks will face a slightly more difficult defense than the average against New England, but I don't think that's going to stop Tom Brady. He has all the weapons he needs to win the game. He's got all the special role players he needs to – make big plays out of nothing. He's got Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard now as his James White. As we've seen, you know, Giovanni Bernard's being used and he's you know making big plays, making chunk plays on checkdowns. 
He's, I mean, like their their fourth receiver is better than pretty well all that New England has right now. Right. Like I, I, you stick Scotty Miller or Tyler Johnson, whoever's best right now, like on. Well, have to be Johnson. Scotty Miller just went out today with a big toe injury. Apparently, he's supposed to be out for Oof. weeks. So, I take it back. all right well let's go dumpster diving here for this next segment so Mm. we are looking at people who are under five percent owned who could be in line for a big week here so gentlemen one of you want to start us off Josh Gordon. No, <laughs> I had I actually I actually had two people written down and we've talked about both of them. We're gonna touch on both of them. I had Josh Gordon and I have uh, Deshaun Jackson. J- so Jackson. Gordon's not playing this week. He's on the practice uh, and he's gonna be okay. a while. I get that, but you want to be first in line to pick him up before someone oh, else yeah. does. Hell yeah. You know, so, I mean sometimes you're in a league with a not not a big bench. I get that. If you don't have a large bench Maybe you won't pick him up, but if you have, you know, a normal size bench, which is six or seven, more par for the course, then you'll pick him up, stash him, go nuts. Craig, to you. <laughs> See, I was going to say Josh Gordon, too. <laughs> all right, I'll hop in. You go in. You go in. ahead. There. All right. All right. I've got three people on my list here. First one, this is for this week coming up. If you are in a dual quarterback league, or some sort of funky settings with super flexes. Jacoby Brissett in a revenge game versus Indy. So only 2% owned. Went 32 for 49 for 215 yards last week. 37 rushing yards, a touchdown on the ground. You could do a lot worse than picking him up as a super flex because I can guarantee you he's not a sexy name that a lot of people had on their bench already as a quarterback. And he was sort of a last minute suit up after Tua went down. So I don't think there were a lot of people who raced out and grabbed him last week. Some of them might've wanted to see how he did. He looked serviceable, put up 21 fantasy points. So that's better than a kick in the teeth. So I'm going to put a a big old last call notice on Van Jefferson with the Rams. Yeah. Wide receiver. He's 5% owned. So he's right on that bubble. Really? I'm surprised. I'm surprised to see that's uh, so I, I I'd like to agree with you on that one too. That's a good pickup. He's, oh, Eric's Tim, coming to the dark side and agreeing with me for a change. Well, I mean, he's so I'm pretty sure Tim Patrick is uh, in Yahoo at least owned almost 25 percent, and I see those two kind of being one and the same, where they're not the team's leading receiver, but have good catches. They have big plays in, in a lot of their games. So yeah, I I'm I'm with you on that one. I gotta I like the I like that call. Four of six, 42 yards versus Tampa. So a good defense. Saw some volume. Clear number three, Hine, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup. Maybe you can flip Deshaun Jackson in and out of there. But, I mean, Deshaun Jackson is a tweaked hamstring at any moment away from being shut down for the season. So I like him. I I think he is a good young piece. And if there's one thing we've learned through three weeks in Los Angeles, it's that they are going to throw the ball a lot. So there is going to be lots of targets to be going around there. And especially with Henderson out and Michelle did a good job as a backup running back, stepping in to first string duties, but they're going to be relying more on Matthew Stafford's arms than anyone. over the Yeah. I like the pick. And just th- thinking about the, the past catchers on that team, they're, uh, yeah, they're good. 
Um, I mean, you can even say Tyler Higby is a, a good pass catcher. If, if one of their pass catchers got injured, and you, let's say if, if Robert Woods got injured or Cooper Cup, you're like, okay, it's Robert Woods, Van Jefferson, Deshaun Jackson, and Tyler Higby. That's not that bad. I like your pick. Don't you wish bad things on my boy Cooper Cup here. He is single-handedly <laughs> keeping me relevant in a lot of fantasy leagues right now. Mm. All right, and my last one, someone who was on a move today. Dan Arnold. So I guess announcers mm. the gimmick of Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold after last week's Thursday night football. That's old news. He is now going to Jacksonville. I mean, he wasn't putting mm. up great numbers in Carolina, but they're serviceable. And if there is one thing that is abundantly clear, it's that Trevor Lawrence has no one over the middle of the field at that 10 yard mark right now. It seems like Chark and Marvin's and LaVisca Chanel all just want to run go routes or post routes or something. And they really don't have a weapon over the middle. I mean, they gave up on Henderson who they just friggin' drafted not that long ago. So kind of a shocking move in how quickly urban Meyer and his coaching staff soured on that experience. But I mean, that, that's a whole other topic for another show of, you know, does urban Meyer last beyond this year? Because People are turning on him in a big way down in Jacksonville very, very quickly. But Dan Arnold in Jacksonville, tight end, 4% owned. I like him as a potential sleeper pickup. Yeah, I, I, in the same way that I would maybe pick up Josh Gordon and stash him on the bench. If, if let's say you're, if you're looking for depth, if, if you're thinking, do you know what I got? Because a lot of people in leagues, I know I'm the same way in a couple of them. One tight end. And that's it. And I'm thinking, do you know what? Bye weeks are eventually going to come up. Let's see what kind of tight end I can get in there as a replacement. Or if, God forbid, my tight end gets injured. Yeah, not a bad pick. With that, where you're taking the former Carolina Panther tight end, I would say you could go ahead and look at their possible replacement, Tommy Tremble, who finally, he, I mean, a rookie guy or a young guy anyways, hasn't really done too much, but the coaches apparently love him. They couldn't stop talking about him. He scored a seven-yard rushing touchdown, I believe. Um, and he also ended up catching a 30-yard pass. Uh, again, if there's going to be some CMC issues and you're getting rid of a tight end, maybe they felt they could get rid of him because they like what they've seen from Tremble. Might be worth a pickup if you're looking for tight end help and just keep an eye, maybe stash him if you can. Right now, he's 0%. So <laughs> chances are you can get him. <laughs> And he could end up slotting in with some plays for the Carolina Panthers. I have a sneaking suspicion he might be available in your league. He might be available. Uh, <laughs> another guy that might be available for you. So James White got hurt last game for the Patriots. They like having that smaller receiving type back. I might be looking at Jay Taylor, JJ Taylor, sorry, and just seeing maybe he can feel that role. Right now, White's doubtful. But you know they're going to want some more running back depth in there. And, I mean, they're not going to be able to just run Harris through the ground. So he could end up getting some extra looks there. So that's another potential stash, depending on what James White's going on. And uh, the other guy you already mentioned, A.J. Brown replacement, potentially. That's how we'll go with that. He's currently at 0% as well right now. That is going to change. Especially after getting the big Ann Veal Award bump there. He's, he's I know, I know. Through the roof, <laughs> to the moon here, folks. Yeah, but I, I like the Taylor mention as well, too, because if you were watching that game, that white injury didn't look great, and you got carted back to the locker room, and yeah. smaller running back, you never like seeing that. They kind of have that, you know, longer timeline to maybe bounce back. 
than a big bruising running back like a Derrick Henry who could maybe absorb that contact and bounce back a little bit quicker. He's taken a lot of lumps over the years as well, too. So wish him all the best. But I, I would be shocked to see him back this week, even though he's only got the doubtful. I think that's just mostly because New England never releases any medical information. So he could, he could have had 14 fractured ribs and they would still just list him as doubtful for this game. Yeah. And Mac Jones, I mean, his confidence isn't there yet. He is loving the check down right now. Absolutely loving it. Whitehead's been getting targeted like crazy, so... All right. Well, we just mentioned Mac Jones, rookie quarterback. Five rookies taken in the first round this year at the quarterback position. None of them really having a phenomenal season through the first three weeks. Obviously varying degrees of involvement in their offenses here. But if you were to rank the five rookie QBs right now based on how they've performed up to this point, how would you rank them? That. I'd say Mac Jones, number one. I mean, not elite level, but I think he's played the best out of out of the sample that we have. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Um, he definitely seems to be playing with the most structure around him. I, I'm hoping for him it's just more of like uh, get your confidence going a little bit more and being able to target some guys downfield, but then it's the old, is he not throwing it because they're just not getting open kind of thing. I think I've liked what I've seen the most so far out of Trevor Lawrence, just because he's he's making some bad throws and some bad reads, but he's still also not afraid to launch it downfield at his guys, and he's been making some great throws too. And I I haven't seen too many great throws from the other rookies right now, so I, I think I would still go Lawrence. And yeah, it's tough though. Like none of the guys are really playing great. If you're getting a potential young rookie quarterback in there you're probably picking low in the drafts you probably don't have a great team <laughs> so they're gonna go through some lumps. let's be honest you know it's, it's we're only three games in one of these guys may turn it around and and start putting up some good numbers before the end of the year let's remember that nfl's okay. not a nfl's not an easy league for a quarterback it's you can have a guy like trevor lawrence who win basically never lost was blowing out teams and putting up ridiculous stats but when you get the best defenders in the world defending him. It's not easy. I mean, not everyone, you know, comes out like, you know, like a, like a Justin Herbert and just lights it up and just clicks right away for him. So, and that's maybe... too. the Chargers have a good team. He had pieces around. He has a solid line. Yeah. It, was, it was set up for him very well. Mm-hmm. Other teams just I don't think, have that. Uh, yeah. I think for weapons, maybe Trevor Lawrence probably has a good amount of weapons around him, just strictly receivers. I mean, so maybe he, once he gets a bit more experience and makes better decisions and you can see, I, I'm, I'm with you. I can see him probably being the better one by the end of the year. Who knows? I'm going to zag here. So uh, in order, I'm going number one, Lance, Jones, Lawrence, Fields, Wilson. So here's my rationale. Lance, <laughs> Lance right now every other snap he's taken he's either thrown for a touchdown or rushed for a touchdown no one else has really impressed me that much but I mean it more so than that it's just look look at what he did immediately after that rushing touchdown against the Packers the other night a lot of rookie QBs would have been all fired up and here we are prime time against Aaron Rodgers one of the greatest of all time time to showboat for the camera get all the boys around me do all their little choreographed dances he went right over who made the unreal lead block for him, gave him the ball, let him spike it. So he's obviously picking up on those little intangible things. So I I think it's 
really just a matter of time. Jimmy Garoppolo finally playing himself out of a starting position. And then Trey Lance is going to look like, why the hell didn't we start this guy earlier? So I'm mostly basing it on the situation of a Shanahan led offense. I like that a lot better than any of the other situations. I like the weapons around him a little bit better. And I like the fact that he's dual threat as opposed to some of the pocket passers. So I think he could, once he gets in there, put up some big numbers. Mac Jones, I like what he's doing in New England. I think he's going to be one of those guys that needs to grow into it a little bit. You can see him Bambi-legged out there. He's feeling out the process. Not everything is coming maybe as quickly as it did for him in college, but he hasn't looked out of place, which is something that we can definitely say about Zach Wilson, and we'll get to him in a minute there. Mac Jones is at least a serviceable option at quarterback. Trevor Lawrence, again, too, I think he is – the highest ceiling of any of them that once he really gets into there a couple of years in the system, hopefully a new head coach and who knows at the rate they're going, they might get rid of urban Meyer and it might be Dabo coming in there because Clemson's dropping games and is almost over the top 25 since they've moved on. So maybe Dabo wants to come hang out with his boy, uh, Jacksonville Jesus and Travis Etienne next year, but uh, don't like that. You don't like Dabo or what? Um, He's a, listen he's a fine coach i just there's something there's something there's something about davos swinney that just annoys me i don't know what it is like even even i don't know so you have a punchable face um sometimes when he he's just i don't know kind of annoying just an annoying guy sometimes (laughs) you know him personally like did he shun you at a cocktail party or so how was he annoying no, I mean, he's just like, he says some stuff and like he, he gets, he like, like the time where he, you know, when, when people were arguing for, uh, and NCAA players to, you know, benefit a bit more from their likeness. We're not talking about millions of dollars here. We're just talking about a few more benefits that they could get to, because they're worth, you know, they're worth something because they're liking it is worth something. And he kind of came out with this big rant that he felt that there was enough entitlement as there was, you know, as it stands in, in college football. And it's like, buddy, like they're not asking for like NFL salaries there. And he's getting paid millions of dollars. He's getting paid millions of dollars, you know, and like, we're talking about like, you know, guys being able to get like some brand deals and not have to, (laughs) you know, like the, the, the schools, the school is making a lot of money off of, off of what these kids do. And, just the fact that they people suggested that they received some of that value like he, he just wasn't all about it and said oh all the entitlement and it's like man just relax i'm like peter he, right now where it's like you know what really grinds my gear dabbo <laughs> yeah. he's he's had a few a few talks like that with the media where he's pointed out some things he didn't like that i just found it's like shut up <laughs> There you go. Not a fan of the Raiders organization. Not a fan of Dabo either. So, no. Learning more about you every week. Then Everfield's coming in at number four. Obviously, he's gotten a limited sample size, but as long as Matt Nagy is the head coach of the Chicago Bears, he is very stunted in how far he can go. So, right now, what, what are we thinking? Matt Nagy has how many more weeks before the Bears can him? as soon as they're eliminated, as soon as they are no longer able to like elimination week, you have lost this last game. You're done. Get out Matt Nagy. Honestly, like it's, he's, he's not lasting the year. Yeah. I can't remember where I read it and I haven't fact checked this. So this is, this is 
not a verified statement, but I thought I read somewhere that the Bears have never fired a head coach in season before. It's always been at the end of season. Yeah. Do we think I don't know. he is bad enough that he becomes the first one in the long and illustrious history of the Chicago Bears to finally get the boot mid-season? Let me tell you another stat. This past <laughs> week, Mitch Trubisky threw one pass for one completion for one yard. That is the same net yardage that the Chicago Bears TVs had. 68 yards passing, 67 yards sack. Well, that begs the question... Mitch Trubisky took two Chicago Bears teams under Matt Nagy to the playoffs. Is Mitch Trubisky the greatest quarterback of all time? Like, have we severely underrated how good of a quarterback he is? Maybe. Maybe this is the new Gase. Maybe eventually he'll get to leave. He's going to learn another Josh Allen in a stable team for a bit. At some point, maybe he'll get another chance to be a starter and... It's kind of like the blitz from How I Met Your Mother. Adam Gase left the league, so the the curse had to go to someone else, and now it's all yeah. Matt Nagy. <laughs> it could be Nagy. Nagy's the new Gase. Eric, how long does Matt Nagy last? How many more weeks do you give him? Let's you know what? Let's let's go with history and say that he lasts at least till the end of the year, and then they got him. But kind of uh, shifting gears here a little bit uh, in regards to Adam, Back to you know, the Adam, <laughs> the Adam Gase comparison. I was reading an article today and it goes over how successful, like how much success, whether it's an individual player or a team has in the wake of Adam Gase leaving. I read that same one. Like, and it's, it's it's unbelievable. It's, It's unbelievable how much teams and players seem to do well when he just leaves. And, and, and so you could look at that one way and say, Oh my gosh, you know, He's, he's a cancer and he, he brings down the team, but they made a kind of a, a, neat, a neat point at the end of the article that said maybe Adam Gase is the biggest genius ever. It just takes one more year for his system to actually work out. It yeah. goes so far. Like, wasn't his high school team too? Like, after he left yeah. the championship yeah. and like LSU, like, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my god no I, I read that exact same one and who knows maybe the recipe for success at the nfl level is just the mathematical formula n plus one where n equals adam gates <laughs> adam gates's tenure yeah. yeah there you go <laughs> that's good i like that all right and then bringing up the seller for me does anyone else not have zach wilson as the worst looking quarterback right now amongst all the rookies no I just feel bad for him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm agree. I agree with you. I'd have to put him at number five, but yeah, I'm with Craig. It's not like I'm saying like he sucks or he's. Just, I feel bad for the guy. I think his talent may be going to waste at least for the first three weeks. So give him some easier throws. You know what I mean? Like once the Carson Wentz experiment is done, trade him to the Colts. Oh my Super god! Star. Wow. <laughs> What a what an absolute poo-poo platter of quarterbacks the Colts will have had since Andrew Luck at that point there. You'll have had what? Jacoby wow. Brissett, five hundred year old Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Zach Wilson. Am I missing anyone else? Who else? <sighs> no, it's you know what? It's it's sad. It's not often the next it's not often that the Colts are for all intents and purposes eliminated before my birthday. This might be one of those years. We all knew that the beginning of the season was going to be hard for them because of their schedule. But I was hoping just like 
hoping that they'd get two wins out of the five and then, you know, go on a run. But, oh boy, it's uh, looking tough. Yeah, it's still early, man. It's still early. I guess. Yeah. This, is, I sup- this is the price you pay for having, what, nearly three decades of quarterback dominance between Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck's careers going back to back there. Yeah. You're, you're now in the soft spot in between your next dynasty at this point. So yeah. buckle up, buddy. And Green Bay's on deck. Parker <laughs> <laughs> Rogers. Well, here comes love next year. Look out. You think that uh, is is it a foregone conclusion that Rogers is going to be out of there? I would be shocked if Aaron Rodgers was not wearing a Denver Broncos jersey next. Hey, Indianapolis Colts jersey. Come on, Teddy B. There they believe in him. <laughs> Teddy B. is just like Adam Gase. He can only last a short amount of time before someone comes in and takes his spot there. Everywhere he goes, <laughs> someone comes in and just bounces him. <laughs> At least he doesn't burn the place down before he goes or tries to. Yeah, no, he leaves. He leaves <laughs> on good terms. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, Zach Wilson, I unfortunately, I, I'm going to disagree with you guys. I think it was a massive, massive reach to take him where they did. He has Josh Rosen vibes written all over him. To me, I think he is going to be a backup quarterback whenever they move on from him and we won't be seeing him for much longer. So if you want to take another flyer on him down in Indy, more power to you. Remind me in five years. Yeah. <laughs> One of our long-term bets, Zach Wilson. Equal, not good. Eric, any words you want to uh, eat to end the segment tonight, or are you all good? Um, I don't think so. I already, I already ate my words on uh, on the Rams defense last week and admitted defeat on that one. Not necessarily defeat. It's not like I said they were going to be a bad defense. I just said maybe I should have, maybe I indicated I would take a few more defenses than I should have before I, I picked them in fantasy. So. Uh, no, not today, but, may, but maybe next week. I'll leave my words on Washington's defense. Good God. Woo! Good God, that is looking awful right now. That's another one that I can see. Where did the talent go? <laughs> regression, regression to the mean. Regression to the mean. Holy. Yeah, it's not like Washington's been playing all world teams either. Oh. Like the Giants are putting up yards on them. And oh my God, yeah, it's... Uh, Interesting, interesting times. Once again, in the NFC East, tonight's uh, battle will be very telling to see who comes out of there. But listeners, as always, make sure you like, review, subscribe, toss us a five-star rating. We peaked at number 47 on the fantasy football charts across Canada the other week. Let's see if we can get top 30 this time around. So make sure to share it with a friend. We've got all of our social media accounts are all the same. They're all at Dynasty League nearing 1,000 Twitter followers, probably by the next time this one comes out, just from the launch of week one to now, almost eclipsed the quadruple digit marks there. So we're going places, folks. Hop on, stay with us. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.